Welcome to Beyond the Call, brought to you by Start Church. We hope you enjoyed the upcoming podcast and hope this time is empowering, inspiring, and helpful as you pursue the dream God has put in your heart. The participants of this podcast are not attorneys, and this recording is not to be considered legal advice. Please contact your local attorney's office where needed. Enjoy today's podcast. Well, I am super excited today. Uh, we've got some guests in the studio, if you will, our, our virtual studio for the podcast. And we've got two really great guests that I'm pumped about, and, and Stephanie Johnson and Brian Nutman. Now, but they're both from Andrew Womack Ministry. Stephanie's leading the charge over there on some continuing education. She's somebody who's got lots of insight into what it means to continually grow as a leader and as a pastor. And then Brian Nutman's here as the director of ministries over there at Andrew Womack. Ministries got his own ministry, Roots and Wings, and so if you're on the podcast today, you are t- listening to people who've got some insight about what's going on in the church, and we are so glad to have you guys, Stephanie and Brian. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having us. It's exciting. Absolute pleasure. So let's let's dig in a little bit, uh, Brian, as the director of ministry relations at Andrew Walmart. With just so people understand who you are, what's a what's a day in the life look like for your role? Wow, uh, busy, I think, like any ministry position, isn't it? Now, I, I have five departments that I oversee, um, which is, you know, again, Army, Continuing Education for Ministry, Pastoral Relations, Harris Bible College Alumni, and Harris Bible Studies. So, but my best bit is I have four amazing managers that I get to work with in one of those. That's great. Now, t- tell me this, uh, how did you get in that role? Give us the two-minute view. How did you land there? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, now you're asking me. So as you can tell, I'm from southern Texas. Uh, I had it Alabama, but I am glad you clarified. I'm from Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm, I was uh, born and raised in the UK. Uh, I was a businessman, had my own business for many years, and I had a massive call of God in 2011 to leave the UK, leave everything behind crazy situation and, and come to Bible College, Caris Bible College in, um, it was then Colorado Springs. So I took my wife and my two children who were originally eight and 11 at the time, were they, no, sorry, 11 and 14. And we started a three year journey of going through Bible College. So after that, um, I became a part-time um, executive pastor for a church and as well as I was employed part-time for Andrew Womack Ministries looking after some areas in conferences and that type of thing. But then uh, I got transitioned into partner relations and pastoral relations as a manager uh, a number of years ago and basically just grew from there. So then uh, my position changed and became the director of ministry relations that I carried on with partner relations, pastoral relations, uh, army, public relations. But just recently, there's been a massive change. So really, in a nutshell, um, they just kept me because they like my accent. <laughs> they keep asking me to do all the voiceover stuff. I get it. No. <laughs> Brian, we're so glad that you're here. Love what you're doing over there. And then Stephanie Johnson, of course, talk to us about continuing education. How did you get into that? I, I know your bio, you've got several degrees. You've worked through a lot of schooling yourself. But I love that term, continuing education. Tell us what, what you do and why is that important? Uh, continuing education is hugely important for 
anybody. Uh, you know, when it comes to growth, we have to be purposeful and we have to be intentional, um, you know, about growth. It's not just the education itself, but it's the growth and the development. I think that um, it is really important. Me personally, I love to learn, um, like to just, you know, uh, learn different things, uh, different cultures, histories, just things like that. And so when it comes to the continuing education program for ministers, Andrew designed this program uh, mainly with pastors in mind. I mean, we've somewhat moved away from just pastors, but when he originally designed it, it was mainly with pastors in mind because there were just a lot of pastors who really, really had a desire to come to school. But there were other things that were just kind of blocking um, that uh, opportunity for them, you know, such as finances, a job, having to pick their family up, but mainly uh, leaving their congregations. And so a couple of years back, um, they put together what we call the continuing education program for, uh, for ministers so that pastors could have the opportunity to get the same education as those who um, would be on a physical campus. And, and through that, we've just seen um, exponential growth uh, in our pastors. And we know that when our pastors receive that training and that teaching, then it filters down to their congregation. So, you know, building strong, healthy communities, uh, healthy believers, I, that's the goal. That we, we want people to be healthy. We want them to be rooted and grounded uh, in the word in a very healthy way by, by having um, that balance of grace and faith. Well, one of the things I love about Karis is you guys are lifting the water level of the pastor, which is going to lift the water level of the church. Mm -hmm. And you make it so easy to do it. And if you don't know about Karis Bible, you've got it. We'll give some information about the end. But it's really important that pastors are continually being filled in so that they have fresh word to give out. Um, I'm going to kind of pivot here a little bit. Uh, as of this recording, it's July 2nd, 2020. We're in the midst of the craziest year of uh, my lifetime, for sure. Uh, what a year we've had, right? The COVID pandemic, uh, racial injustice coming to the forefront again, um, just uh, financial upheaval. I want to talk to you guys as leaders. I know you're both leading organizations, leading departments, and but you talk to a lot of people as well. So I'll, just to kind of pull out of you from a leadership standpoint, in times like this, for our, our listeners, how do you as a leader think we have to lead differently? Can I be truthful? Yeah. And honest and open. I think if you're if you've been called to lead, and you know, as we know, everybody can lead and they've been given a mandate, whether that is within family environment or, or whatever. I truly believe that, you know, again, crisis shouldn't change our leadership. For me, is if we if we truly understand our identity and our faith in who we are and who we've been called to be. <clears throat> and what God has called us to, then I think, you know, our, our identity as such should be able to lead, whether it's in times of crisis or times of peace. Um, and so for me, I, I've led my teams in exactly the same way. I mean, yes, the, the systemic situations and the fear and the anxiety and the stress um, and the upheaval of what this is, 
caused a lot of people, um, I think is because they don't truly understand their identity in Christ and what he's already paid for. So for me, just even on a, and I'm sorry, I'm not going to preach on this, but, you know, Romans 16, 20 says, for the God of peace will crush Satan under our feet shortly. So that, that really tells me that if God is a God of peace, why are we having to warfare and everything else like that? I'm not saying that we're, we're passive, but what I'm saying is the biggest weapon we have against, you know, the wiles of the devil and this crazy stuff that go, goes on at the moment is the peace that surpasses all understanding. And so if we can enter into that peace and into that rest, knowing that the work's been finished, sometimes our greatest battles are won in peace, not won in war. Right. So for me as a leader, I try not to make decisions in, in a way that is based from fear or outside influence from the worldly systems. I try and take my lead and my leadership by digging in and, and spending more time with God to get answers from him, not answers of what's coming in from the outside world's influences. That's a, that's a great answer. So Stephanie, same question to you. And, and I love what Brian said. He's staying rooted in his identity. You know, as a leader, when things are going crazy, you know, and there's lots of things happening. How do you do that? How do you not give in to the storm? Again, the people listening to this podcast are leaders. How do they not lose sight of who they are? Uh, just to kind of piggyback off the identity piece that uh, Brian shared. It's so true. We do need to know who we are, and what type of leader that we are. And we have to be firm in that foundation as that leader um, that God has called us to be. And I, I feel like during this time, my leadership style hasn't changed, but how I move through and facilitate some things, that has changed. I find myself now... Um, taking like longer pauses mm -hmm. uh, versus just jumping in and reacting rather than responding because I understand that whatever we do as leaders, it does cause a ripple effect. And that, you know, that, that ripple effect sometimes can be damaging where we never truly recover. We, you know, we never truly gain our footing um, from, you know, just from the, the start of that. So I feel like taking longer pauses um, has been one of those things for me, contemplating what's my next step? Uh, what step have I just taken? Yeah. Where is this gonna lead us? And really, um, you know, again, leaning, I feel like, into the heart of God to get that strategy. We know that heaven has the strategy for anything that we're faced with. And, I, you know, taking those pauses, taking that time to uh, spend with God, I, I feel like that's where this still small voice is the loudest for me, because it's through that that as, as we begin to really understand God's ways, then his ways become our pathways for us to move through some of the challenges that we're faced with. So good. You know, if you're, if you're a new leader on this podcast, you're hearing uh, Brian Nutman and Stephanie Johnson. What I hear you guys saying is you're talking about prioritizing. 
I think what happens is during crisis, so many things are coming at leaders, it's, they get overwhelmed. I've been using the term disoriented. Yeah. And I hear where you guys go, find your north. Try, find your north. That's my identity in Christ. I need to hear from the Lord. I need to slow down and make sure that I'm not losing sight of, of where I'm rooted. Do you think that helps stay spiritually buoyant? Does it feel like now you're giving out a lot or there's so much urgency and things feel so heightened? I hear a lot of leaders talk about just fatigue. How do you guys work through the fatigue of leadership during this time? <laughs> you got to go for that, Brian? The answer can be coffee, okay? It's got to be more than coffee. <laughs> no, I, again, I think for me, you know, yeah, fatigue's going to hit most people at some stage, I think, of, you know, especially if everything is so fast-paced at the moment and, and fast changes, you know, again, it's, it's dealing with an increase of, of people's problems yeah. and people's issues, and especially pastors, um, you know, where, where they're frontline ministry. And this is why we have such a heart and love for pastors, because, you know, they're not only taking some burdens on of their own, they're having to take the burdens on of so many others. And, yeah, fatigue is probably a real thing, but... You know, the way that I, I look at that again, you know, if Jesus says, cast, cast, you know, all your cares upon me, is that, yes, I, while I can minister and while I can lead, you know, the burden of other people's problems cannot be mine. Um, but, that I have to not only release my own burdens, but if I'm ministering in a way that I, I understand and sense people's burdens and I can, you know, come alongside them and, and be the Aaron and her, that that's great but i have to also release that back to the lord as well that i can't carry those for other people i can love them i can pray for them i can minister to them i can encourage them i can build them up raise them up but again it's not my burden it's learning to release that back to jesus and say lord and one of my very simple prayers is that, that, that i constantly just remind myself of and especially when i've had some pretty heavy sessions of ministry or those type of things is, Lord, fill me back up again. Yeah. You know, I know we're full of the Holy Ghost and we're full of those areas, but it's like, you know, Lord, wherever I've given out, whatever I've done, whatever I've released, then I just ask you to fill me back up again. I mean, isn't, isn't that just Jesus? Doesn't he say that rivers of living water will come flowing out of us? But it says, take a drink. Yeah. So we're taking a sip of water but then exponentially, you know, life force of living waters come out of us. So we only have to go back to him and say, hey, look, Jesus, I just want to come and take a sip of you. Yeah. But out of me again will come rivers. And that's really where we have to get to is ministering from a place of, again, his presence, his grace, his mercy, and not trying to take on everybody's burdens ourselves because that's where we do become, I think, sort of burnt out and, and just disorientated, dis all of those things, and sometimes even discouraged, and I think in worst cases, distracted. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that, that's, my, that's just my personal. And that, that sip of cold water, if I can say it like that, <laughs> just in this journey, it, it can be so refreshing. And since we've been, you know, in this pandemic and we're dealing with all of the 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 injustice, I mean, it's just so much pain. Yeah. And I'm a feeler. Yeah. And so being a feeler, sometimes it, it doesn't always help me. 
So understanding where I'm at, who I've communicated with, and what do I do with what I just picked up is so important. Um, there are times that, you know, I do have to get to a place where I just have to cry out. And I'm not necessarily crying out for me, but I'm crying out for that pain that I just picked up from, you know, an individual that I, I spoke to. Um, I remember being um, in a conference and the presence of God was just so heavy in that place. And I, I remember just kind of singing this song, but just singing it to him in such a way that the young lady in front of me, she said, I don't know what you were singing, but whatever it was, it just literally broke something off of me. Wow. So sometimes just being in God's presence to be around others, that within itself, it refreshes me, yeah. but it also refreshes them. But it helps me to hear, you know, what the father is saying and how he wants to touch this person and, and restore that hope, uh, re re restore anything in this process that, that they feel like they've lost it. They cannot get back so more so of not necessarily taking on that burden but being able to just kind of emerge myself in the word emerge myself in his presence but also emerge myself into someone else's life to just be that light to be that cup of cold water to be that comfort to give them that peace because a lot of times when people can see that other people are at peace it causes them to think like is this situation really as bad as I'm thinking it is yeah because we all have different perspectives yeah. but you know when I see my leaders even from being in the military when I see my leaders at peace to me it's all good because I know we're going to be okay Absolutely. and I think sometimes um you know people just need to see us just being at peace being in God's presence and just really knowing how to cast our cares on him that we know that's not our narrative. Yeah. And if it somehow becomes our narrative, we have the power to rewrite that. Yeah. And so giving them the hope and being able to do that, um, I think that's been my buoyancy during this time. So tell me about this. I'm, I'm actually gonna take it from another side. You're actually talking about seeing things from a different perspective. Is it as bad as it, as it is keeping your, your center on the Lord? If all things work together for good, what are the good that God is doing right now? What do you see? And again, you talk to a lot of leaders, a lot of churches. While I know crisis is hard for a lot of people, and there's a lot of things that aren't good. The truth is God is still doing some great things, even in the midst of this. What do you guys see that where, where this is actually going to work out for our good? Let me just go back to George Floyd real quick. Um, not really sure what was happening in that moment that I was watching it. Um, but when he passed, I broke, yeah. I just, I broke and I began to, to just cry out to the Lord about the injustice. And I began to um, ask him to just, you know, unveil, uncover all of these things that people have done in the dark, like shine the light on, like, let's get this stuff out so we can get, yeah. so people can get healthy. 
so people can feel like not only do they have a voice, but they matter and that other people see them and that they are valued. And so if the good, good that had to be taken out of this, and I feel like that is still being taken out of this, is that the injustice is being exposed and now we're able to deal with it in a healthy way. Too. So we can't heal until it is exposed. If it stays exactly. people, it doesn't get the bomb, right? Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Brian, what do you what do you hope? I know I've heard so many people are saying um, they're saying I want to get back to normal. <laughs> yeah, I hear a lot of other people saying I don't ever want to go back to normal. Normal was not good. What are, what are you hoping we keep out of this? new season that we're entering in what are what are the things you hope we don't go back to what's the new things you're seeing that you're like i want to continue to do this i think again complacency has always been a part of the humanistic nature can i say that um and i i think there is bit people have just become complacent i think the world has just become complacent of just how they've done life the franticness you know just the whole things of life of how family has been put on the back burner how the areas of the busyness of life has just seemed to have crashed in so much to people's lives and just that you know again just all of those situations whether you want to call it the lust for life and for money and for power and for all those things where i think one of the most beautiful things that i've seen not only in my own life but i think in many other people's lives, uh, whether they're walking Christian walks or not. Um, you know, I've spoken to a lot of guys just out in the marketplace. And the thing that I've heard more than anything else, that it's been so great to have time to be with friends, family, uh, time to think, time to actually do things that I could never get done because I was too busy, too much going on. And so for me, I think it's given us a real perspective again, just to take a deep breath and just evaluate what we were doing. But now we've been given the time and the, and the space to look at family and friends in different lights and, and not allow the franticness of, you know, having business lives or having family lives to drown that out, that it's really a bigger sense of community and a bigger sense of family and a bigger sense of what am I doing with my life because it seems to me that life has been turned around within a matter of weeks. Yeah, that's so good. You know, we've actually seen hundreds of people call us and say, I want to start a church. We're yeah. actually kind of blown away, but I think it's just what you're, what you're saying. People have the time to sit and, and reflect. Say, so, what well, I'm actually called. You know, where, where, you know, before a lot of this happened, there was a, I blinked and a decade was gone, but given the opportunity to slow down, all of a sudden, it's kind of what, what you said, Stephanie, I'm slowing down and I'm really taking a look and going, I'm called. What, what yeah. am I doing? You know, I get to see where my life is. Hey, let's, let's talk about Karis for a second, because I think that's real important. Tell us about what God's doing through Andrew Womack Ministries and Karis Bible College, and just so our smaller listeners can know more about you guys. Stephanie, did you want to start on that one? It's so there is so much it's probably trying to talk about it in a in a couple of minutes is huge but I'll, I'll let stephanie jump in on this one to begin with um okay there is a lot going on um at, at carries just a lot of good things and for those who 
aren't familiar with Keras, that is Andrew's legacy. And we are brick by brick building this legacy and probably at a um, quicker rate than we all expected. We've outgrown ourselves in what the last two and a half years staff-wise and then just to see the exponential growth of students, um, whether it's on campus, whether it's through our hybrid classes, online classes, interactive classes. We have so many different ways that, um, and through, of course, the CEM program, uh, just so many different ways that, um, you know, people can be a part of the Karis community. And we, in Karis, we have world outreach. We have um, what we call a demo, which is part of the excuse me, discipleship evangelism, where the word of God is actually being taken into some of the most barren places, but not just the word of God itself, but, you know, life skills. They're, they're giving people life skills. They're teaching them how to operate and to function just in society and community as well. And I think the biggest thing that I love more about Karis is um, there they teach you how to lead in community. And I think leading in community um, is so important um, because after school, then it's like, what, what's next? Yeah. But you cultivate and develop so many um, amazing relationships while you're there. Um, and just as you're going through that process, whether it's, you know, the two years or you go into the third year, or you, just, you decide to do a fourth year, in that time, as you are building those relationships, and I think a lot of people haven't really noticed this, but I took notice of this um, probably a year and a half ago, that those relationships actually become resources uh, for what God has put in their hearts to do. And we see a lot of students actually leave and they join forces in ministry, um, even though some of what they have may look very different, but it's very complicated. And I love that because that gives um, Karis just another pathway into the diversity of other communities and cultures where now, you know, Andrew's heart is we have to get this gospel into every hand that we can. We're able to do that through those relationships in those communities. So they're getting spiritually trained and connected to a spiritual family. I mean, that's yeah. pretty impressive. Brian, we've got a few more minutes here in, in the next 90 seconds. Tell me some things that God is doing in Andrew Womack Ministries. Oh, man. <clears throat> you know, if, if you really have to look at it in a nutshell, I mean, Andrew's heart and vision is to take the gospel as wide and deep um, as possible. So everything, you know, everything that we're trying to do, whether it's from prison ministry, whether it's from, you know, as I say, uh, making disciples at Caris Bible College, whether it is creating resources like healing university, um, you know, so many different resources. And the thing that I've always loved about Andrew's heart is how he just pretty much gives everything away. I mean, how you see Andrew now and, and what's been created is through 50 years of being faithful, you know, and just praying and believing and God showing him what to do and bringing the right leaders in the right place at the right time. But, you know, again, we're trying to get the, the politics, um, you know, every, we're trying to hit the seven mountains. Yeah. And I know that's Andrew's heart that we, we release disciples 
and train disciples in every area of those seven mountains to go in and really change the world around us, whether that's one by one or whether it's a church at a time or whether it's a, you know, a town, a city, a nation, is his heart is, I need to train and raise disciples to move into these seven mountains to, to change the change the view of church in some cases, but also, you know, God's heart towards the church and also man's heart towards the church. But more than anything is, how can we take the love and the mercy and the grace of God into these areas if, if we're not being trained and discipled correctly to move into marketplace arenas? And that's his heart. Well, we appreciate it. Uh, my wife is in a Bible study every Friday studying, and he's, they're studying one of Andrew's books right now. She comes home every Friday fired up. Hey, I really want to thank you guys for being uh, on the podcast with us. Uh, what's the website that we can get in touch with you guys? Um, we have several different websites. Cool. <laughs> well, the first website would be www.awmi.net, and that takes you directly to Andrew's site. Um, and from there, you can go into the Keras website. You can access the um, alumni website. You can access the Army website. So if I give you that one website, that's the... AWMI.com. Yes. Dot net. Dot net. AWMI.net. Yeah. Really appreciate you guys for being on with being on Beyond the Call today. And um, we look forward to talking to you again soon. It's been a pleasure and an honor. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Call, brought to you by Start Church. If you have any questions about what you've heard today, please give us a call at 844-641-5718 or visit our website at startchurch.com. We hope you'll join us for the next episode of Start Church Beyond the Call. Start Church has helped thousands of churches and ministries protect what God has given them to lead. Check out our website at startchurch.com or feel free to call at 844-641-5718. We would be honored to serve you.